Hello, I'm Dr. Shantae, and welcome to Believing Bigger Podcast. Can you feel it? Can you? I can't feel it. Thank you so much for coming with me on this beautiful Sunday afternoon in Chicago. You know what? I don't know if it's global warming or God is just being nice to us, <laughs> um, but it is nearing the middle of October and we are having very pleasant weather and I'm so grateful for you all coming. We are more than half the distance to the Golden Podcast for this season. Um, we are ending November 22nd, right before Thanksgiving, and that will have capped off 22 episodes. And so right now we're at episode number 14 of season four. And today we're talking about your blessing is due. And our guiding thought for today comes from Galatians 6, 9. And it says, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And so here's what we're going to be talking about today with your blessing is due. Number one the due date, okay? The, the significance of the due date because there is an appointed time for your breakthrough. Two, being premature. And three, the dangers of rushing the process and pushing with pressure. So let's talk about the due date. So I have a new man in my life. If you are following me on Instagram, you've already met him. And this is my nephew, Zachariah. So my sister and I are 10 years apart and she just had her first child. And it was an experience. You know, many of you know that I have my own child. And when I had her, I had a cesarean. I was all set to push. And then in the delivery room, her heart rate dipped and I had to have an emergency cesarean. And so I was not about that pushing life. And so this was my first opportunity to get to see the quote unquote miracle of childbirth up close and personal. And I will say now what I said then, I will never do this again. Never. <laughs> I will never do this again. It was an experience. And so I was in the delivery room helping my sister bring this child into the world. And so what this episode is going to do is it's going to weave together the parallels of pregnancy and giving birth to our dreams and goals. So let's talk about the due date. When a woman discovers that she is pregnant, soon thereafter, she is given a due date. This is an important step in the process because it signals how much time the woman has to position herself for this radical life change. And such it is with God. God does not give us the foreknowledge of when our blessing is due. Don't we wish God worked like that? Like, just tell us, okay, so we can stop worrying, so we can stop fretting, so we could just know what the outcome is going to be. But God doesn't work like that because we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. And if we can see it, then we don't have to believe. So God doesn't always give us the foreknowledge of when our blessing is due. But once we become pregnant with a calling, with an idea, with a purpose, that is our signal to start positioning ourselves for a radical life change. And so when a woman finds out that she is pregnant and she is, has made the commitment that she's going to soldier on and she's going to have this child, she starts to make a number of sacrifices. And so life as she has known it, she will not know it that way for some time, okay, for quite some time. And so, for example, she starts to sacrifice things like alcohol. I'm not going to lie. The minute I found out I was pregnant, the first thing I wanted was a mango margarita. And it made me sad in my spirit that it was going to be well over a year 
before I could taste of the nectar. No, I'm kidding. But it, 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 it did sadden me. I was like, wow, man, that's my first craving. And it ain't even happening. Like that, that one is going to go unrequited. A woman gives up things like caffeine. Some, some women are so caffeine addicted that it, it is a struggle for them to give it up. But they recommend that you do that because whatever it is that you take into your body passes right through to that baby. Um, they give up things like roller coasters. So if you go to any sort of a theme park, you know, they say, if you are pregnant, we need you to sit this one out. Giving up things like raw meats and sushi and salmon because having undercooked or underprepared meats can cause infection. And salmon has certain levels of mercury in it, which might harm the fetus. And then things like sleep. Okay. I feel so bad for my sister. I don't know if I felt worse for her or for her husband because she would give her husband the hard side eye. And I believe the elbow because he would be over there sleeping just as soundly and she's sitting up there awoke and mad because she can't get comfortable. She didn't toss, she didn't turn, she didn't bought pillows here and pillows there. And so one of the sacrifices that a woman makes is sleep. And one of the inconveniences of being pregnant is that a pregnant woman cannot medicate. So when you have a cold, you have the flu, you just got to tough it up, sister, okay, and tough it out because any medication that you take could be harmful to the child. Likewise, when you become pregnant with purpose, understand me, listeners, you are going to have to make some sacrifices, okay? And so a woman gives up alcohol, but when we talk about alcohol, another name for alcohol is spirits alcohol and spirits, okay? Because if you would ingest enough alcohol, it will change your character. It will change, it will replace your spirit with a different spirit. And people like to talk about, oh, I'm a happy drunk or I'm a sad drunk or I'm a, I'm a crazy drunk, you know, because it changes your spirit. And so what I'm going to tell you is that when you become pregnant with purpose, you need to eliminate certain spirits out of your life. When you have a dream, when you have a calling, when you have been charged by God to carry out his will and his purpose, there are going to be some people that cannot be in that space, that are not going to be able to let you thrive in that environment. Because anytime you endeavor to do something for the kingdom, especially, people are going to come to you with their doubts, with their fears, with their questions, with their, huh? And make you begin to doubt your calling. You are going to have to eliminate anxiety, okay, and cheap thrills. And so on the roller coasters, you know, a roller coaster, which I gave up many years ago, okay, many, many years ago. But the thing is, is that you stand in a two hour line for what, a 30 second ride, something like that. And you just do it for the, for the thrill of it. Well, sometimes when you become pregnant with purpose and it's not coming as fast as you would like it to come, we start to look around for cheap fixes, for cheap thrills, something that's going to try to get us closer to where we want to be faster. And there is a danger in doing that. You need to avoid fixes that promise instant results, okay? There's a reason that God's timing is what it is. And if you try to hurry it along, the outcome is not going to be what you hope that it would be. You need to avoid consuming things that are underdeveloped. This is, this is me. This is my problem. This is my issue. I have been guilty of this in the past. I get an idea, then I get excited, and then I start telling people how excited I am. You know what I'm about to do? You know what I'm about to do? You know what I'm about to do? Mind you, I said what I'm about to do. It's not done yet, but I'm telling you what I'm about to do. When I haven't done any of the work that is required to do that thing, but I'm telling you all about my intention, or I'll put a piece of it out there, 
and be like, okay, and I'm going to follow up with these other pieces. And then life happens and I don't follow up with the other pieces. And so you want to avoid jumping the gun and putting things out there that are underdeveloped. A mother gives up sleep, but you need to be prepared to work some extra hours. You're going to give it up too. Trust me, anything that you've been called to do that is outside of the main, outside of the norm, you are going to put in some extra hours, hours that you don't get paid for. And you are going to have to be prepared to suffer some hardships for a longer duration. And so just like a woman who, when she cannot medicate, she's going to have to suffer through that for a longer duration. You need to be prepared to suffer some hardships for a longer duration, because here's the thing. Even though we say no weapon formed against me shall prosper, we overlook the part that the weapon is formed, right? And so that means that you're going to have to endure some things, okay, until the breakthrough is manifest. So now I want to shift to the due date and the mindset, okay? So you have this due date. You also need to kind of like come to grips with some things mentally. So when a woman makes a decision to have a child, she accepts in an instant that her life is no longer her own and that she will forever be tethered to someone else's destiny, namely that child. When you are pregnant with purpose, okay, when you have been called, you need to accept in that instant that the calling over your life has a purpose above and beyond your own selfish pursuits. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> As I tell you, have told you in many episodes, I don't get paid for this. This is for the love, okay? I'm doing this on the strength with an F of the Lord, okay? Like, that's what this is about, okay? It's not because I have some sponsor or because I'm getting some windfall. The thing is, is that, I mean, come on, it's Sunday afternoon, and a lot of us got to go to work on Monday. Wouldn't you rather be at the crib? Wouldn't you rather be someplace with your feet up? Wouldn't you rather be hanging out with the girls or with the guys or with the fam and just chilling or in front of, well, I ain't gonna say in front of TV watching football. I'm mad at the NFL right now, but, um, but you know, wouldn't you rather, okay? So when you accept your calling, your mindset needs to change and say that your life is no longer your own and that the work that you have been called to do, you will forever be tethered to somebody else's destiny. What I do has changed thousands of lives. And when I say what I do, meaning what God has gifted me to do has changed thousands of lives. Because if it was up to me, I would be at the crib. I have some red beans and rice on the stove, which have yet to be touched. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> when we get out of here, I'm going straight home back to my pot. Another thing about the due date mindset is that for a woman who is pregnant, the due date also indicates that the woman, to the woman that she will not be pregnant forever. Thank God. You know what? I did some reading, some study on this. There are some animals that we go to visit at the zoo that are pregnant for like two years. Can you imagine? I cannot. <laughs> okay. Um, so she knows that she's not going to be pregnant forever, that what began as an embryo will grow into a fully developed life that will live outside of her body. Likewise, when we become pregnant with purpose, understand that God has no intention of us being pregnant forever. Praise God. We're not going to be pregnant forever. That in due season, we will reap a harvest if and only if we do not give up. I don't know a pregnant woman yet that has made it to the last trimester, meaning them last three months, that's seven, eight, nine. One, two, three is like, oh my gosh. And then you're sick. And then four, five, six is like, here's the bump. And 
click, click, click. You're dressing the bump. You're cute with the bump. Oh, look at the bump and bump, bump, bump. Seven, eight, nine. You are so over it. You are so over it. You're like, I want my body back. I miss sleeping on my stomach. Like you are, you're, you're over it. You ready for this baby to come. I mean, like the countdown really does begin. You, you tired of not being able to fit in your clothes. You are so over it. And so likewise, when you become pregnant with purpose, that baby's not going to come right away. And there will come a time where you're going to get tired of being pregnant with that calling, tired of being pregnant with that project, tired of being pregnant with that purpose. You will get a point where you are getting to be over it, which brings us to being premature. Psalms 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know what it means to be of good courage? Don't have an attitude about it. Don't wait and have an attitude. He says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. In other words, take heart, be of good cheer, okay? Don't allow the length of time that it's taking for this to manifest to change your countenance. Don't allow, don't be, you know, having a purpose because you all know. You all have been, had experiences where someone who was duty bound to serve you, whether it was at a restaurant or a hotel or in some other capacity, when they had an attitude in the commission of that service. And even though they may have, quote unquote, got the job done, the way that it was received, OK, the customer service that you received, it totally diminished the experience. And so if you accept that your purpose and your calling is tied to someone else's destiny, do you want them to receive it knowing that you had an attitude about it? Because the outcome is not going to be what God intended it to be. So when he says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. So in the last trimester of pregnancy, many mothers are just flat out tired of being pregnant. And at this point, there is a lack of sleep significant weight gain unless you're one of those mothers that's like oh my gosh I only gained like three pounds with this baby well bless, good for you okay that was not my testimony I gained 60 pounds for a six pound baby yet another reason why I will never do this again but there you have it okay and you're tired and you're grouchy because you're tired your clothes don't fit and you begin to become a little bit envious of the moms who have given birth already you're like I just want my baby I just want my baby, okay? Like, I know what's coming, but I mean, I just want my baby. Likewise, when you are pregnant with purpose, when you are closest to your breakthrough, keywords, when you are closest to your breakthrough, you will be tired of carrying this load and not seeing the fruits. You will have gained weight from emotional eating or gained financial weight from funding this dream, okay? Because you have to go in pocket for some things. Even if you're not going into to debt okay sometimes to get from point a to point b on something that you're not getting paid for you know gas is not free okay gas is not free so you will have gained some financial weight you will be tired you will want to quit you will feel the pang of envy when you see others dreams manifesting and yours has not but the bible says back to our our leading thought for today let us not get weary in doing good when I tell you God knows exactly what you need to hear right when you need to hear it, he said, let us not get weary. Why? Because he knows you're going to. He knows you're going to be like, you know what, Jesus, Hmm. maybe you got the wrong one. You know what? 
maybe this isn't my time. You know what? And we start second guessing and backpedaling and, and all of these things because he knows you are going to be weary, that you are going to be over it. But he says, don't get weary in doing good for in due season, you will you shall, you're going to. One of the scriptures that always, always, always gives me joy, especially when I'm down to the basement, is the scripture that says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, that he should make a mistake and be like, oops, my bad. So if God is not a man that he should lie, when he says, if you do not give up, you shall, you're going to, you can take that to the bank. You can take that to the bank. He says, for you will reap if you do not give up. So I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the, the risk associated with being premature. Okay, because prematurity can harm the baby. Now, we all know some miracle babies, some babies that was born a couple, two, three weeks ahead of time, maybe even a couple, two, three months ahead of time. Okay. And some of those long term effects include things like learning impairments poor immune systems, self-sustainability, which means they have a hard time taking care of their own selves, vision problems, and hearing loss. And so when you are, are tired of carrying the purpose, when you are tired of your calling, when you are over it, okay, and you decide that you want to tap out or you want to try to latch on to some quick fix, okay, here is the, the challenges and the risk associated with being premature in your calling. Number one, you have not learned all you need to learn in order for this dream to succeed. I tell people all the time, have enough respect for your industry to, to want to master the craft, to want to master the craft. Ain't no half stepping. Think about, I mean, really, and not to say that doctors are the end all be all because they're not, but think about how much time doctors spend in practice, in residency, before they'll even let you walk into the room and have a conversation with a patient. There's a reason for that. Have enough respect for the discipline to want to master the craft because do you want to be operated on? Do you want to be seen and consulted and diagnosed by the person who was looking for a quick out? By the person who paid somebody to take the, what do you call it? Is it the MCAT? The MCAT in order to, to pass so they could get through medical school. Do you want that person? Because the outcome, the risks are too high. Another risk, you want to have a solid foundation so that it is not subject to infection and collapse. I don't know about you, but I know a number of quote unquote contractors, people who say they paint, people who say they can fix your kitchen up, people who say they can do all these things to make your house beautiful. And baby, when they get in that house, all of a sudden you're looking at crooked tiles and and the, uh, what do they call that? In between the tiles, the grout then spilled all over. Uh, the floorboards are loose. And you're like, didn't, some, didn't I pay somebody to, to, to fix this? Okay, so the foundation, okay, is not where it needs to be. And when your foundation is weak, it becomes subject to infection and collapse. Here's what I mean by that. A lot of times we want the outcome that we overlook the infrastructure. If you're going to put something out there for public consumption and you're talking about a business or a project or any sort of artistic endeavor, have you gone through the legalities of copyright, of trademark? If you're going to be charging people for your services, have you gone through the legalities and making sure that you set up a pay structure? Because, you know, people are not going to pay you cash. I mean, this ain't the barbershop. Okay, that's not what this is. Okay, so when you have not set up 
the infrastructure. And then somebody come asking you for a 1099, you know, at the end of the year because they paid X amount of dollars and you looking like, uh, 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 uh. that's because you were premature. You were so busy focused on the outcome that you didn't begin to look at, did you really have a solid foundation? Additionally, your dream needs to live beyond you so that it is not always dependent on your presence for success. You know where Steve Jobs is? The grave. Did Apple collapse when he died? Nope. The stock did drop. As soon as they found out Steve Jobs was sick, Apple stock tanked because they were like, oh my gosh, this is not going to be able to survive without his genius, without his, you know, innovation, without him at the helm. But guess what? He had it set up so that it would and that it could. Remember I said, you're not going to be pregnant forever. And so the success of this thing should not always in perpetuity be dependent upon your being there. And then another risk of prematurity, impatience equals loss of vision and reluctance to hear from God. When you're not patient, you're not trying to hear what God has to say anymore. Okay, when you're not patient, when somebody comes to you with quote unquote sound doctrine, you're not trying to hear that because it's not in alignment with what it is that you want to do. Which brings us to push with pressure. Hebrews 10.36 says, for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. What I love about God is that his love is unconditional, but the Christian journey, he has tons of conditional clauses. He has tons of if, then. If this, then that. If you do this, then that, okay? All things are possible, what? To them that believe, okay? So there's always these if-then clauses. And here you have, it says, when you have done the will of God, when you have done this, you will receive what is promised, okay? When you do what you're supposed to do, that's when the promises are going to come. So let me just say, pregnancy is uncomfortable and inconvenient, but it is not painful until the baby is ready to be born. I have a pregnant woman in the room right now, and I'm not trying to scare her, but I, you know, but I just want to say that that the whole labor pain thing, it, it, it's in the Bible, you know, it's right there. Thank you, Eve, okay? I just want to put it out there, you know? Uh, but, but when you're in labor, a woman's body begins to contract. And with each contraction, she is preparing the opening for the baby to pass through. And when the opening is wide enough, the woman then pushes the baby closer to the exit with the pressure of each contraction. Honest to goodness, even though I have known this intellectually since high school, if I had not seen it with my own eyes, I would not have believed that it was possible. It truly is the miracle of birth. So I want to tell you about the birthing room. I want to tell you what happened with my sister. So my sister had a birthing plan. And when I say she had a birthing plan, she had a page long attachment PDF of all the things she did and did not want to go down in this birthing room. I was like, okay, it just got real. So she had a plan. And part of that plan was limiting the people who had access to the room. She didn't want people going in and out asking her, so how you feeling? So how you feeling? You all right? She just didn't want all of that activity. She just wanted to focus on the task at hand. And so she limited who could be in the room to me and her husband. Then she created an atmosphere of peace. So she had an oil diffuser that put out like lavender and vanilla oils into the air. And she had me read scriptures to her of encouragement and endurance. And each time she felt the pressure of a contraction, she had to push as hard as she could and then she would rest. So here's how it went. They said, okay, push Jasmine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Go right back. 
one, two, three, four. And she did that three times. So she did three hard pushes of 10 and then she would rest in between each push. And in between those resting periods, she prayed for God to give her the strength between each push. And it had occurred to me right in that moment. I said, God, this is just nobody but you. I said to, to be able to, to deliver this podcast today, it occurred to me that while she was pushing, there was a fully formed child in her belly. We just didn't see it yet. The baby was there. The baby was ready. The baby was healthy and the baby was formed, but we just could not see it yet. Okay. And when we saw the head, okay, when I said, okay, Jazz, the head is right there. It gave her a burst of energy because, you know, when you go into the hospital as a pregnant woman, they don't let you eat. She was on ice chips and water all day because the baby didn't come till nine o'clock that night. And she had been there since six o'clock that morning. She was so weak and she was so tired from labor, laboring all that day. But as soon as we said, Jasmine, I see the head. She bared down and she pushed, okay, until that baby came forth. Her baby, my nephew, he was due on 914. That was his due date, 914. But he came when he was ready on 915. Likewise, I want to talk about the birthing room for your purpose. So, number one, what is your birthing plan? Sometimes we're so worried about and so excited about, oh, the baby and what's going to happen when this thing finally manifests. Okay, what's the plan? What's the plan? You you just, I understand we're excited about the outcome, but what is the plan? So often we're focused on the dream's arrival that we have not prepared for the process of the pushing. And in, on TV, this is another thing that kind of like surprised me. On TV, you know, it's like one, two, three, and the baby is out. No, you push for like an hour, sometimes two. What kind of atmosphere are you creating in the last trimester of your purpose? What kind of atmosphere? My sister made it very clear what kind of atmosphere was going to be necessary for her to, to push this thing through. So what kind of atmosphere are you going to be creating in that last trimester of your purpose when this thing is, is beginning to finish up and come to fruition? And when you feel the pressure, you need to push and you need to pray. That's what she had to do when she felt the pressure because she when the pressure came, she pushed and she prayed. When you feel the pressure because you're going to. You're going to feel the pressure of deadlines. You're going to feel the pressure of budget. You're going to feel the pressure of other people that seem to have it going on so much more than you have it going on. You're going to feel the pressure of people who have been there and done that. And here you are just kind of getting your, your feet wet and you a rookie in this game. You're going to feel all kinds of pressure. Your family looking at you like, mm, what you doing? Okay, because not everybody has a supportive family. If you do, that is such a blessing. But a lot of people have a lot of family members that have unpursued, unfulfilled, broken dreams and looking at you like, how dare you have a dream? So when you feel the pressure, you need to push and you need to pray. When you feel the pressure, understand that your dream, just like Jasmine's baby, was fully formed. It's right there inside of you but you just can't see it yet. You just can't see it yet. And God will show you a glimpse of what's to come. I'm working on a project right now and I said, Lord, show me a glimpse. And I didn't know what I was going to ex expect him to do. But when I tell you he showed me a glimpse, I was like, okay, okay, I got you. When she saw the head, 
That's all she needed. She was like, okay, we about to push through and we're going to do this. In your prayers this week, ask God to show you a glimpse of what's to come. He will give you a peek in order to help you get to the final stretch of your journey. And the baby didn't come when man said, the baby came when God said. And so don't allow people to tell you, oh, you should have done that by now. Or you should have been done with this by now. Or you just not starting so-and-so. You late to the game. No, it comes when God says it's going to come. So now's my favorite part of pod class where I get to hear from our audience members. Well, a lot of things are my biggest takeaway, uh, especially when you are in a position where you're trying to uh, start an organization. Um, God had given me a vision 10 years ago and I spoke too soon. And when I spoke, I shared. And so I thought that that was the right time and it took off running but it went in their direction and not mine. Mm -hmm. And the direction that I had prayed about, um, it just took a left turn instead of going the way that I knew God had showed me. Mm -hmm. So two years ago, I went back into prayer and he told me to keep, I kept my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. I didn't share. Mm -hmm. He had me do the work first mm -hmm. rather than say what I'm about to do. Because uh, I hadn't done anything. So it was the process of uh, preparing. Mm -hmm. So that process of preparation took me to this year in May when I was able to do a launch. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, oh, I didn't know you were doing this. Oh, I didn't know. Well, you didn't say anything. Well, it wasn't my place to say anything. So everything that you've uh, just said has been applied to my life and things that I'm dealing with now. So I appreciate that. Thank you. That's the thing. It's okay to be excited. It is. But let me tell you how the cycle of creativity works. The cycle of creativity, especially if you are somebody like me, like an idea generator, an idea just be popping all the time all over the place. You get really excited. Then you start working on stuff. And about 60, 70% of the way through, mm, you're just not as excited as you once were. It's not popping like it like it once was. And you are tempted to go bolting towards something else that's going to make you excited. Something new and shiny. Rather than finishing out what it is that you had committed to do. And that when, when I say that 60-70%, that's that last trimester. When you're over it. Okay, that's when you need to push. And I love what you said. You said, I went, when it didn't work out, I went back into prayer. Okay. Believers, listeners, that, that option is always available to you. Prayer is always available to you. This ain't like back in the Bible days when you had to go to temple and synagogue and go seek out the high priest and bring doves and bulls and heifers and things like that to be sacrificed at the altar. It ain't that type of party. Prayer is always immediately and readily available to you. One more. I like what you said. Have enough respect for your industry to want to master the craft. And that hit me because I'm trying to get back into acting after being gone for many years. I'm like, okay, I got to find auditions. And I feel like God was like, no, you got to actually like prepare monologues. You got to like learn the craft again and get your voice back to where it used to be and just master it. Because people are doing it all night and all day. And, and Denzel just didn't get to where he was by just, oh, I'll go to audition. He worked for it. So I love that. Have enough respect for the, the craft to want to master it. A lot of people don't know that a lot of the celebrities that you see, even if, if they're not A-listers, okay, 
And even though if they're not in the top blockbuster films, you know what they do when they're not contracted for a film? They go back to New York. They go to Broadway. And they, they act in plays. And some I used to think to myself, I'm like, why are you in a play? You didn't hit the big time. You know, you, you didn't hit the silver screen to master the craft. Because sometimes even when you've had success, you can get away from the fundamentals of the craft, the things that make you good. James Earl Jones, and I mean, James Earl Jones does Broadway, okay? Not because he has to, because he hurting for a check, because he has so much respect for the craft that he goes there to relearn, to retrain, to continue his professional development. So listeners, you know, if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, you can always hit me up at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believing Bigger with Dr. Shante. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to follow Dr. Shante, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. Until next time, keep on believing bigger. Believing Bigger.